Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to Bee's Perspective Radio. Thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of my podcast that I just recently launched. So today's episode, we're going to talk about teams that improved this offseason on both free agency as well as the draft. So what shocked the world, you know, in the beginning of free agency is that you had the Cleveland Browns trade for Odell Beckham Jr., an elite wide receiver who has been one of the better wide receivers in the game since he was drafted by the New York Giants. And I tell you, when I found this out on the news and I saw this, I'm thinking Cleveland is going to make a push, you know, not just to, you know, be just like a wild card team and try to make the playoffs. They're making a push, guys, to win the division, which very well could happen, right? Because you have not only Odell Beckham Jr., but if you looked at their recent drafts, they have gotten some really talented players. You know, last season they drafted Baker Mayfield, who played lights out last year. You know, when you draft a rookie quarterback, you know, there's these expectations, you know, okay, well, this rookie quarterback is going to do X, Y, and Z, but, you know, he may not do as well as this guy, or they may compare him to other players. But you know what? Baker Mayfield did amazing, and he impressed me. But you know what? It doesn't surprise me how well Baker Mayfield played, because being in Oklahoma, You know, I've seen highlights of the news of him winning games and him stepping up and helping his teammates out. And that's exactly what he did last year is that, you know, he came in and at the time when he came in, it was against the New York Jets, you know, my favorite team, right? So when the Cleveland Browns, (coughs) excuse me, when the Cleveland Browns, right, played the Jets, You know, Tyrod Taylor was a quarterback at the time, and you can see on national television that their offense was kind of, you know, out of sync at the time. Insert Baker Mayfield, and he helped helped them win the game. Not only just that game, but their first win in quite some time. And one of the things that impressed me with Baker Mayfield, and I know a lot of people say, you know, about... Baker Mayfield is that, you know, um, you know, his ability to, you know, make plays outside of the pocket and things like that. But you know what? The guy was a smart player and I think he's a really, really, really good quarterback who's just going to continue to prove. And, you know, a guy like Baker Mayfield who can bring that winning pedigree to the Cleveland Browns is a great win for that franchise. For so many years, Cleveland Browns fans have suffered through constant turmoil of losing seasons, and they've had so many quarterbacks that they've, you know, tried to have make the guy, you know, to be the franchise savior. You know, you had so many quarterbacks, and now you finally have Baker Mayfield. And, you know, of course, you know, back then they had Tim Couch, you know. Um, They even had back then Kelly Holcomb. You know, they had other quarterbacks, and they, I think, um, they also tried to sign RJ3, which I believe they did. That didn't work out. So, you know, the Cleveland Browns have often struggled, you know, and I think it's really great to see the Cleveland Browns make the moves that they have done this offseason 
to compete for a playoff spot because I think they are very well going to be a playoff team, to be honest, if you want the honest truth. I think they've improved on the offensive side of the ball by adding Odo Beckham Jr. They already have a good running back. We already know what Baker Mayfield's about. He's going to bring that swagger, that confidence, that winning mentality to that team. And we're going to see how Freddie Kitchens, their head coach, is going to be. And I think he's going to do a really good job. You know, I think the Cleveland Browns, I've seen some people that has predicted the Cleveland Browns to win about seven, eight games, you know, um, even despite the fact that they added, you know, a really good wide receiver. Before this, I saw in some uh, articles where the Cleveland Browns were projected to win about, you know, three to five games. I'm thinking, no, 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 no. Pump the brakes up here. Cleveland Browns have a lot of talent. Not only do they have Baker Mayfield, you know, they have a guy like Miles Garrett, who, in my opinion, is one of the better players in the league and is just growing. You look at, you know, when he was drafted, he was a first-round pick, first pick of the Cleveland Browns. And for a minute there, he had some injuries, and then he came back and kind of went into his own. And he's been an impressive player. And Cleveland has a very great player in him, And I think he's going to be a long-term franchise caliber player that could very well be, you know, their starting defensive end for a whole 10 years, 12 years for that matter. So I think having him is going to be a really good, you know, thing, you know, going forward because, you know, you have Baker Mayfield, you got Odo Buckham Jr., Miles Garrett, you got these pieces to add to the puzzle to increase their success. So, you know, I know that there's a lot of Cleveland Browns fans out there on Twitter. And guys, let me tell you, (coughs) excuse me, let me tell you one thing, man. I'm excited for you guys. As a Jets fan, I'm very, very excited. And I don't want to see any type of team that's constantly losing where the fans suffer. Fans pay very good money for tickets. And when you're paying very good money for tickets to see your team constantly lose and have you know, turmoil season after season, man, it can get frustrating. We, 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 we just, we just know, you know, there's teams out there that go through the same thing and it just stinks. But nonetheless, Cleveland Browns are one of the teams that I have that's going to make the playoffs this season, book it, and they're going to shock the world and they could win more games than what most people are projecting, you know what I mean? So they already got a good defense with Garrett, you know what I mean? And they also have Odo Beckham Jr. And they got Jarvis Landry, who's not a bad receiver. He's really good. You know, before Odo Beckham Jr. came along, Jarvis Landry, you know, he played well when he was with Miami. And he had a lot of targets. So I think that not only do you have Jarvis Landry, Odo Beckham Jr., they also drafted at the same time when they got, you know, Jabril Peppers, you know, in that draft class, David Nujoku, who is a pretty good tight end, and on top of that, Antonio Callaway. So, to be honest, the real winner of this offseason, you know, for the Browns is Antonio Callaway, you know, uh, a former a former pick, right, who, is, who, who just got drafted, you know, not long ago and hasn't really exceeded expectations. Teams are going to double-team, right, Odo Beckham Jr. And then you also have Jarvis Landry, who's a really good wide receiver in his own. 
this is going to open up opportunities for the Cleveland Browns, guys, for Antonio Callaway to make plays and David Njoku to play uh, to make plays. And I think those two guys are going to be very successful. So I know some people do fantasy football out there. Uh, I personally do. I haven't really got into it. Seems like a really cool thing, honestly. But a sleeper tight end, I would say to use this upcoming season, David Njoku. I think he's going to play really well this year. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets around seven to 800 yards, maybe nine to 10 touchdowns, which would be pretty good, you know, at the tight end position. Obviously, I don't expect him to be a Rob Gronkowski uh, or a Kittle from the 49ers, even a Travis Kelsey. But I think he's going to come into his own and be a very, very good tight end for that franchise. So I'm really excited for the Cleveland Browns. Um, so I think they're going to do really well and compete with the Pittsburgh Steelers for the AFC North crown. So I think it's going to be between those two, in my opinion. I think it's going to be between the Cleveland Browns and the Pittsburgh Steelers to battle out for the AFC North. So it's tough. We'll see how it goes. You know, I'm excited for that part. You know, and I love the AFC North rivals because it's just really good, tough football. And as a fan of football overall in general, you love that. So, transitioning to Cleveland, another team that made a really good impact, you know, overall this offseason is the Oakland Raiders. And I'm not just saying that because they got Antonio Brown, who arguably is the best wide receiver right now in the NFL. I think he's an incredible wide receiver. Yeah, there's some, you know, <coughs> off-the-field concerns of, you know, him and Ben having disagreements and everything about it, you know. Aside from that, you know, his play on the field is already impressive. Yeah, he's older, but he still can compete. And I think it's going to help with the Raiders offense, who, by the way, drafted Josh Jacobs from Alabama. And Josh Jacobs, guys, let me tell you, he wasn't bad for Alabama. He was actually a pretty good running back. I think he's going to be a really good franchise type of caliber running back, you know, for the Oakland Raiders. You know, it's going to help take some pressure off. Um, I think Marshawn Lynch already retired, but I think there's still the opportunity in the door that's open where Marshawn may come out of retirement and join the Raiders back. So I would be in favor of that move simply because you have a rookie quarterback, or not a quarterback, I'm sorry, you have a rookie running back and you let him, you know, learn from Marshawn Lynch, who, in my personal opinion, is a Hall of Fame type of running back. Some people don't believe he is. Some people may say he needs about one more season in him to have, like, over 1,000 yards and over 10 touchdowns, you know, to make the Hall of Fame. But I think, you know, if he stays permanently retired, to be honest, guys, I think he really is going to be a Hall of Fame type of player. And if you look at it, the Seattle Seahawks offense, the focal point was Marshawn Lynch. No disrespect to Russell Wilson, a great quarterback, but beast mode, man. He got you those tough yards. Teams focused on him, and so they that's why they added extra guys in the box. That's a sign of respect right there. When a team is like, okay, we know Marshawn Lynch is going to be a heck of a running back, and he's going to get his yards, he's going to make some plays. You know, that's a major sign of respect. And Marshawn Lynch would still make you look silly and do his moves and, you know, go to the go to the end zone and make some plays. 
So I really thought he was a really great player. Going back to the Raiders offseason, um, I think it was a, uh, a huge, huge, huge move that they went ahead and drafted Cleveland Farrell. A lot of a lot of people, and including myself, I'll be honest, I had them drafting uh, Josh Allen, you know, edge rusher. Um, I was really thinking that, you know, potentially they can get him, and he was pretty successful, you know, during his college years. You know, most of the last season had a bunch of sacks. I thought he would be a really good fit. Cleveland Farrell, you know, the Raiders felt like, obviously, he would be the better player, so that's why I selected him. So I think it's a smart decision that they went ahead and filled that position. Everybody is always comparing somebody in the NFL. We get that in today's league. And these guys in these drafts, you know, it's always like, okay, this guy's going to be the next Peyton Manning. This guy's going to be the next so-and-so. This guy could be the next bus. Guys, let the players play. That's how I feel about it. Let them play. Let them be themselves. Let them play to their standards. They don't have to have the hype of trying to fill, you know, Khalil Mack shoes or be the next Peyton Manning because we all know that those guys are talented in their own way. There's never going to be another Peyton Manning, right? There's never going to be another Khalil Mack. Just like there's going to be there's never going to be another Lawrence Taylor or a Reggie White. You know, guys like those they they don't come around often. You know, it's like once in a lifetime, once in a generation if you will. That you were, or even an era, you know, you had Lawrence Taylor of the 80s, you know, Reggie White of the 90s, you know, you had guys like, you know, guys like those, you know, that were so dominant for so many years, you know, players often, you know, are trying to, it's like they're shoved, you know, they get, um, what am I going to say? It's like we, we shove it down their mouths. Okay, you got to be like this guy, you got to be like this guy. No, no, no. Let them play, let them play how they should play, you know, let them play lights out. Do we expect Cleveland Farrell to be like Khalil Mack? No, not at all. But I think the Raiders were smart enough to get a guy like him. They went ahead and got they really filled not just for not just for best player available, but they filled for need. And I always love when players, or I'm sorry, not players, but when teams fill for need instead of best player available, which I think is crazy. And I was reading an article that not long ago, uh, Bruce Arians mentioned that either you draft the best player available or you get fired. And he's got a point. It can lead people to get fired, but I think it's just so silly because I don't care if this guy is the best player out of all this talent on, on the draft. If we don't need him, if we got a guy that can play just as well, you know, fill another position. So I think the fact that since now... Khalil Mack is gone. Insert Cleveland uh, Farrell. We know Marshawn Lynch, you know, is retired, but he may come back. May come back, but he's older. Of course, we don't expect him to be the beast mode of, you know, back then, but he can still be a pretty good back. I think Doug Martin is also a possibility where he may return as well. And then, you know, Josh Jacobs is a really good guy too. Then also, you had a really good player in Jonathan Abram, who's a pretty good safety. So... <clears throat> The Raiders are making some moves on defense. I like the pieces that they added, and I like the fact that they got Vontez perfect. It makes for a great segue where you have Antonio Brown. You also have Vontez perfect, who those two guys didn't get along when they were playing in the AFC North. Antonio Brown with the Steelers and Vontez perfect. But you know what? 
I like this move. I like the fact that they got Vontez Burfecht. People think that Burfecht can be a nasty player, this, this, and this. But you know what? The Raiders that I know, the Raiders that, you know, I remember watching growing up as a kid were always that tough, physical, you know, I don't give a crap what you got to say type of team. You know, back in the early 2000s, man, when you had Jerry Rice, you had Bill Romanowski, man, you had some really good players, some tough players. You know, Charles Woodson, you know, a dominant cornerback, you know, I hope, you know, I believe he's a Hall of Famer right now. Amazing guy. So I'm used to that type of Raiders type of defense, just nasty, tough, physical type of defense. So I think the Raiders, man, are going to be pretty good, you know, this season. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if they'll make the playoffs, but I think they're going to win more games than people are giving credit. Um, it's possible like they, they can win the um that they can make a playoff push. You know what I mean? Do I expect them to win the division? Obviously not. I still think the Kansas City Chiefs have a lot of talent. I think the Kansas City Chiefs very well are going to win the division. But Oakland Oakland Raiders are a pretty good team. You have the Broncos, who we don't know how their quarterback is going to play in Joe Flacco. You know, is he going to play well? Is he not? We know the Broncos already have a good defense, you know, with Vaughn Miller and those guys. We know that. But how is the offense going to play? Emmanuel Sanders, you know, is coming off an Achilles injury. Joe Flacco, you know, over the last couple of years, he's not played as well in Baltimore. You know, so those are some question marks that I have. Then you have the San Diego Chargers who, you know, Phillip Rivers, a really good quarterback. Antonio Gates, you know, an aging tight end, but still capable of playing, obviously. And... A really good edge rusher in Bosa. So we, 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 we really don't know, you know, what San Diego's going to I mean, man, San Diego could be lights out. So, I mean, they could be a team that could be in second place in this division. But Oakland Raiders could be right there in the mix. So it's possible the Raiders can get 9-7 and seven record, a 10-6 and six record, and possibly be a wild card team. Possibly. But it just depends how, you know, the season plays out. We won't know until the game starts. So they're another team that I've been impressed with, you know, as time has gone by. So uh, another team I want to talk about is, of course, my New York Jets. Everybody knows I'm a huge fan of the Jets. And, you know, I am a huge New York Jets fan till the day I die. I love them, right? So I know there's been some recent controversy about the New York Jets, but I'm not going to get into that in this segment here. Um, I'm going to look at some of the additions that we have made that I feel like is going to improve our team. Um, could we make the playoffs? I don't know. It remains to be seen. You know, new head coach, you know, we got rid of Mike McCagnan, so it's it's a hit or miss. I'd like for the Jets to win, uh, you know, win the division, but Tom Brady and Belichick's there. I don't expect them to, but we'll see. So, you know, if they can make the playoffs, that would be great. They'll prove a lot of people wrong. <clears throat> But let's look at what they've done overall in free agency as well as the draft to improve and potentially make that playoff push, right? So in free agency, they did pretty well. They got Le'Veon Bell, who sat out last year because he wanted more money from the Pittsburgh Steelers. So less wear and tear on his body. He took the whole year and... I imagine that he took care of himself fine. You know, he's probably healthy right now, ready to go. Because all those touches, you know, from, you know, Pittsburgh and everything, you know, everybody's like, well, you know, it's it's like, you know, wear and tear and everything. Yeah, you get that. But it's part of being a football player and running back and everything. Shoot, look at Frank Gore, man. He's, 
you know, well over 30 years old, you know, set to be a Hall of Famer, and he is still grinding. And everybody, you know, thought that after he was done with San Francisco, he would be done, you know. And shoot, he he's top five rushing all time, I believe. So he's doing pretty good himself. But <clears throat> back to the New York Jets. So Le'Veon Bell, I like the addition. Bilal Powell, who has been a running back for the Jets for quite some time, you know, has had his fair share of injuries. And right now he's no longer with the team, so I don't expect the Jets to try to get him. He was a decent player, not, not going to lie. I think he was very undervalued and underappreciated. But I thought when he came in and when he had to do his thing and had to do his part, I thought he played better than people would give him credit for. He wasn't a bad, bad back. And I'll, I'll tell you what, you know, when he was on the outside – he can make some plays, you know, he can make you miss some tackles. So, Stink said he had to go, you know, I mean, I understand his age and everything, but um, overall, I like the addition of Le'Veon Bell. I still think Bell has got a lot left in him. I think Bell is going to come into this season with a major chip on his shoulder and prove a lot of people wrong. You know, it's like, okay, Le'Veon Bell didn't play last year. It's like we forgot all about him. We already know about Todd Gurley, a great running back. We already know about Ezekiel Elliott, a great running back. We already know about those guys. Hold on just a second. Let's not forget about Le'Veon Bell, by the way, who is up there right with those guys as the best running back in the league, if not top two, top three, however you want to, you know, put it in that category. Bell's got it. You know, honestly, I think Bell, you know, needed a fresh start. And I think he's going to have some success. The only concern I have is with the Jets offensive line. But as we all know with Le'Veon Bell, what makes him special is not just, you know, his smarts as football-wise, but he's a very patient runner. He doesn't immediately just go right in the hole where there's a lane. It's like he's got this, you know, like like um, clock in him where he's like, okay, I'm going to wait, 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 boom, 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 and he's gone. Touchdown, Le'Veon Bell. So it's, it's really cool that he is very patient. I haven't seen any running backs like him, you know, that has that kind of patience. It's very rare you get a running back like him that's very patient and can, you know, make those type of plays. And with the New York Jets, with us drafting Sam Darnold last year, Sam is going to go into his second year, right, as a starting quarterback of the New York Jets. He's going to go in his second year, and the expectations are going to be, okay, we want some more from Sam Darnold. But... What has helped a young quarterback throughout the years? All NFL fans know this, right? You have an established running back to help take some of the pressure off of your young quarterback, right? So Le'Veon Bell is going to help be that security blanket. And I think he's going to really help Sam Darnold because Sam's not going to feel that pressure to just dump it off to Bell. Bell not only can run the ball, but he's also been proven to be an effective pass-catching running back. He can do it all. He can block for you. He can catch. We've seen it in Pittsburgh. He's done really well. And, you know, he's still at the age where he's in his prime, you know. Granted, he took a year off and everything, and some people may think he's washed up. I I personally don't think he is. You know, I think he's going to come in. I think he's going to get over 1,000 yards, and he's going to prove people wrong. And it could be possible he can break over 10 touchdowns very well, you know, um, rushing for sure. And maybe add, you know, three or four um, touchdowns as far as catching the ball, you know, and, and running it into the end zone. So 
I like the addition of Bell. Um, <clears throat> another big acquisition I was very pleased about was CJ Mosley, right? I was very, very shocked that he came from the Ravens, you know, to the Jets. And I'm thinking, wow, we got this guy. And, you know, another team I like is the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, my dad's a huge Steelers fan, right? So, but I also like like the Steelers and I pay attention to the Baltimore Ravens because you have those two rivals going on since for, for a long time. But C.J. Mosley, if it's one player that I've always liked on the Ravens team and I wanted my Jets to get, yeah, you had Terrell Suggs, but he was older, right? He was an older player and everything. He's, you know, he's not going to do much for us. You know, we want to grow as a young team. C.J. Mosley, and that's who one of the players that I was hoping the Jets would get. I honestly didn't think we'd get him, but we did. I'm very, very glad we did. He's going to help bolster that linebacker core to make us more effective. And I can't wait to see how CJ does. And I'm telling you guys, the Jets are going to be one of the tougher defensive teams in the league. We have Jamal Adams, who is already showing us how great of a safety he is becoming in a zone. And as a Jets fan, I couldn't be more excited because... I love guys like Jamal Adams that are passionate, that don't tolerate losing, that wants to win, that's hungry to win. And you have to, from a fan's perspective, you have to respect that. You want guys like that on your team that's sick and tired of losing, that wants to take that initial, like, you know what, I'm tired of losing, we got to go out and win, let's rally my guys up, let's rally the team up. That right there not only makes a player special, but man, that shows that you that shows us his character. He's showing how great of a leader he is. He had a good career when he was with the LSU Tigers. And now that he's on the Jets, when the Jets got him, I was excited. I was like, okay, this guy's pretty good. I know he's gonna bring a certain mentality to the Jets defense and add some extra, you know, toughness to it. So you have him paired with CJ Mosley. The Jets drafted Quinnen Williams. Honestly, did we need Quinnen Williams? You know, Henry Anderson played better than we expected last season. Leonard Williams, <clears throat> a good player. I'm hoping the Jets don't trade him. You know, I've, I've seen some reports where we may try to trade him. That would be a crazy mistake, which we don't need to do. But if we keep him, can you imagine the starting three defensive line of the New York Jets? Not saying we're going to be like top three, you know, like like you know the Rams have Aaron Donald or Donald and everything is dominant, right? So you have Leonard Williams, Quinnen Williams, Henry Anderson. Assuming we play the 34 defense that we're accustomed to, that we've been playing since you know back in the Herm Edwards days and the Eric Mangini days. Assuming we have that, right? You have those three guys. That's a pretty good defensive line. And a pretty good young defensive line, if you ask me. And I think those guys are going to step up, make some plays. I can't wait to see what Quinn Williams does. Honestly, I think he's going to do a hell of a job, if you ask me, guys. And uh, he looks like he is going to, you know, fit into that mold of that tough guy mentality. And I think Jamal Adams, C.J. Mosley, they're going to help groom him. And he's going to be a heck of a ball player for years to come for the New York Jets. So, fellow Jets fans, let's get excited for this off, for this upcoming season. Let's just get ready for it. I know, man, I'm so stoked. Also, I want to mention out we got Crowder, I believe, from the Washington Redskins. He is going to be a good slot wide receiver, and I think that's going to give 
Darnold more opportunities because you have him as a weapon. And then I like the fact how Quincy knew was going to come back. We got him again. We re-signed him, right? And Quincy Williams, is a really interesting thing about him is that he can go out and play the flex wide receiver position, right? He can go out and be a number two, number one guy. But he's also got the unique size and speed to also be a pretty good slot wide receiver and tied in in a way. So he's kind of like our Swiss Army knife, which, hey, it's never bad to have a player like that on either on the offense or defensive side, or if you're blessed and have both, hey, man, that's a win-to-win scenario right there. So I definitely think the newer Jets have improved. We shall see what happens, honestly. Uh, my expectations is I'm going to wait and see how it is, you know, game by game. We're going to see what it is. I don't want to overhype my Jets or anything like that. But I think they're going to do fine. Everybody thinks that we're going to do bad this season and we're just going to be a joke and everything. I'm not going to say anything like that because as a Jets fan, you got to believe in your team, man. And everybody thought, you know, Cleveland Browns, you know, would be all sort of terribleness and everything and trash. And, and you know, and for a long time they were having their fair share of troubles. But, man, they turned it around. And I think the Cleveland Browns, they're going to have not just a winning season this year. I think we're talking stable success. The, Baker Mayfield and those guys are going to help maintain that stable success. And it's going to help drive that fan base to more excitement. So Cleveland's going to really do well for years to come. The Raiders have, you know, an extra first-round draft pick next year. And I think, you know, with two first-round draft picks, it's going to be interesting to see what they're going to do, how Derek Carr plays. You know, if he plays well, they, they, can, they can move up and down with those draft picks, you know, in the first round or second round, whatever they choose to do. And it's going to be very interesting to see. So... The Jets, I think they're going to do better than people are giving them credit. And we're going to see how they're going to play. But I'm excited, you know, for the first time in a while for the New York Jets season. I'm pretty excited. I'm really, really pleased to see, you know, the Jets coming into their own. Um, Last but not least for this podcast that I'm going to wrap up here. Another team that I feel like that has low-key improved is the Seattle Seahawks. And when they traded away Frank Clark, right, because he wanted a contract. And Seattle, they gave Russell Wilson a very big contract. Russell Wilson deserved it. A great football player. Um, In my opinion, I think he's definitely one of the best quarterbacks in the league. By far, top 10 at least. Yeah, absolutely. No, I'm not going to compare him to like Brady and Rodgers or anybody like that. Not at all. But Russell is very special because he's a very gifted running back. Not only is he a smart quarterback, but he can pass, he can run, he makes those good decisions. I rarely see him, like when I see highlights of the Seahawks and and the teams that they played over the years, I rarely see Russell Wilson make any bad decisions. Like, that's one thing that you can appreciate about a quarterback like him, is that he's not going to be overreactive. You just look at the way he plays, he plays with like coolness like he's like I got this I got this and you gotta love that you know Seahawks fans they gotta love it you know um, having a guy like Russell Wilson is awesome so let's get to it they trade away Frank Clark and they got a draft pick in return and they drafted LJ Collier who is potentially Frank Clark's replacement a rookie defensive end we will see how he plays 
Um, I'm excited to see what he's going to do. The Seahawks, you know, have improved when people thought last year that they wouldn't be as effective or have, you know, as many as wins as they did, you know, because of, you know, Richard Sherman's gone, Michael Bennett's gone, you know, uh, Cam Chancellor didn't play last season, you know, because of his injury of his neck, um, you know, and some other changes. Everybody's thinking, okay, the Seahawks are going to be in rebuild mode. And I'll be honest, I thought, you know, the Seahawks could be in rebuild mode because, you know, hey, they, they went to two Super Bowls, they won one. And so, you know, we shall see. Nope, not how the Seahawks roll. They retooled and they drafted smartly. And and when I mentioned they drafted smartly, not only did they draft smartly, right? But the way they operated the draft by trading back and getting some picks and getting picks for next year's draft in 2020 was very smart on their end. So not only that they made some good draft picks this draft, but they're going to reload up next year. And I'm curious to see who they're going to draft next season. Could it be a breakout running back? Could it be, you know, a, another shutdown corner, maybe like a Richard Sherman-like or something like that? But... They drafted really well. So they got OJ Collier, who I think is going to be a really good um, addition to the team. And another guy who I thought, you know, and I honestly, guys, this is this is my truth right here. DK Metcalf. Most mock drafts had him projected to be first round talent. Somehow he fell into the Seahawks laps where they, they got him, basically. And I thought, honestly... Looking back at them drafting DK Metcalf and Doug Baldwin having to retire due to injuries, which stinks because he was a really good wide receiver, you know, a very tough receiver. I think he finished, um, I believe, either third in receptions or yards, um, top three overall wide receiver, I believe, in that. Um, of course, number one is Steve Large and Hall of Fame wide receiver. But, you know, Doug Baldwin had a really good career. It's just a shame that injuries, though, happen. But... The, the Seattle Seahawks, they went ahead and, like I said, they drafted LJ Collier. They got DK Metcalf. That's two positions, right? Frank Clark gone, in comes the rookie. Baldwin retired, in comes DK. Another thing that, you know, we all know that happened recently is that Cam Chancellor was, you know, officially retired because of the injury, right? So they went ahead and got a safety. I believe the name of uh, Marquise Blair, I believe. Um, I could be wrong. I think the last time I think it was Marquise, but I know they drafted a safety. And honestly, I thought it was a pretty good deal considering how, you know, Cam Chancellor is, you know, retired, even though it sucked. Great player. But, you know, Earl Thomas, he's no longer there. He's on another team. So it's like they retooled the defense, if you will. So I thought they did a pretty good job doing that and they got Russell Wilson a really good wide receiver and I think DK and Russ they're gonna have some success guys I honestly do um am I expecting it to be similar of Doug Baldwin no but I think having DK Metcalf as talented and as big and strong as he is I think that's gonna help you know kind of soften the blow because had they not drafted DK Metcalf or, or a wide receiver that high and then the fact that Doug Baldwin, you know, is not your starting wide receiver anymore. It's like, whoa, the offense is going to look completely different. So it gives chances for Russell Wilson to just to air it out and DK versus one-on-one with the defensive back and 50-50. 
And you look at DK's size, guys, I think he very well can bully wide receivers and make the plays. And another cool thing that the Seahawks got with DK is a size that he can block too, right? So I think, and we all know that the Seattle Seahawks over the years, they're a really good running team. You know, when they had Marshall Lynch, they could run the ball, you know, down your throats and they had success. You know, I, and if they can, if they focus on that too this year and run and, you know, have a guy like DK, you know, block on the outside, that's going to get the running back to go to the outside and get eight, nine, 10 yards, 20 yards, you know, down, down, down the yardage, right? And, and make those plays. And I think it's going to be a really good thing for them, to be honest. So Seahawks really improved. They improved this draft and they improved next draft. And they like I said, they, you can look it up, guys. They got some uh, extra picks for next year's draft. And if they want to use all those picks on, you know, to add sources of need or just depth, they can do that. Or if they want to package some of those picks and potentially move up and get a franchise type of player, like a breakout, you know, player, maybe another, maybe another wide receiver that's like a, you know, a breakout type of guy running back, maybe an all-pro lineman, somebody that could really help a team like the Seahawks. You know, I wouldn't be opposed to, you know, having the Seahawks draft, right, an offensive lineman to help protect Russell Wilson, you know, who's still got many good years of football left in him. So um, those are the four teams, guys, that I think it's going to, you know, really make some noise and really impress, you know, a lot of people this season. Um, and I'm... Another team I would say, honestly, guys, um, just throwing this out there, I'm not going to get into too much more detail. Uh, I'm going to wrap up this podcast here short. The Miami Dolphins, now they really, really loaded up for next year. And their head coach came from the Patriots. And they traded for Josh Rosen. And I think Josh Rosen, man, let me tell you, I think he's going to be a better quarterback than people are going to say he's going to be a quarterback. I think... The Cardinals, they got their guy in Murray. He's a pretty good he's a pretty good quarterback in his own way. But Rosen, man, I'm telling you guys, I think he's gonna be coming into the season with a massive chip on his shoulder. You know, the media has trashed him and everything and said, Oh, he's you know, it's just it's we've heard a lot of stories and things like that. And I've seen it on the, the media. I'm like, man, this guy you know, he played with the Arizona Cardinals, but didn't have a whole lot of help to work with, you know. Larry Fitzgerald, a great wide receiver, but he's not the Larry Fitzgerald as he was, you know, eight, nine years ago, you know what I mean? So, but he's still a really good, pretty, pretty good wide receiver, you know, and um, he wasn't, you know, he just kind of one of those situations where you're dealt with the shit hand, you know, where, you know, it happens. But Cardinals got their guy. Um, I think Murray's going to have some success. And uh, Dolphins, man, I think Dolphins, you know, uh, have a pretty good quarterback in Rosen. If Rosen does not succeed this year, if he shows that he's not going to be a capable quarterback to be the franchise guy for Miami, Miami's got a bunch of picks for 2020's draft. They could package those picks and grab a franchise quarterback, no questions asked. So it's a wait-and-see approach with Miami. And before up this podcast, how cool is it if you look at last year's quarterback draft class? Yeah, Baker Mayfield, that's with the Cleveland Browns, right? Sam Darnold, New York Jets. Josh Allen, 
big, strong quarterback with the Buffalo Bills. Josh Rosen, now with the Miami Dolphins. So you have three of the top quarterbacks, you know, three out of the five top quarterbacks of last year's draft, you know, including Lamar Jackson, who played pretty well with Baltimore, in the same division. Once Brady retires, it's up for grabs with any of these young quarterbacks. Assuming, you know, Rosen turns out to be the guy in Miami, which I think is very possible. So it's going to be an interesting NFL season, guys. Um, I can't wait, you know. Um, Guys, join me on this podcast. Let's talk football. Um, I welcome all fans, you know. We will talk football respectfully and everything. Um, I just love football in general. Yes, I'm a huge New York Jets fan, but I love football in general, and I'm always happy to talk about, you know, another team outside of the Jets. It's all cool. Man, football is just a great sport. I used to play in high school. I was an outside linebacker. I had a lot of fun, and, uh, man, football is just a great, great sport, and you learn a lot about life uh, life lessons, guys, honestly. So I'm going to wrap it up, guys. Thank you all so much for listening in, tuning in onto my podcast. Um, I can't wait to uh, launch more future podcasts in the near future. Um, Again, I appreciate the guys, uh, you guys um, tuning in. Um, Before I go, I'm going to say this to everybody, and I do it a lot of times, you know, on a lot of my posts, as well as out in life in general. But outside of football, I hope everybody is doing really well in life. If at any point in time you guys are going through a certain type of struggle or situation out there, man, honestly, I can I can honestly say wholeheartedly, you can overcome it. I promise you. Life has its fair share of challenges, but you got to believe in yourself, right? Don't ever give up in life. There's always going to be a challenge or challenges that we are going to face day in and day out. It's going to suck. Let's just, <clears throat> let's just call it like it is. You know, some people have it worse than others. And it's just one of those situations where it's tough. But guys, at the end of the day, man, if you guys are going through any type of struggle, I'm going to be rooting for you guys. I hope everybody is doing really well in life. Um, And also, I want to add to it as well. Since the NFL draft has wrapped up, you know, we have a lot of undrafted free agents. And to all those guys that are not drafted yet, you know, to a team, you know, that hasn't went to not signed to a team or anything like that. Don't give up your hopes on the NFL or XFL or any football hopes in general. Believe in yourself. I promise. Um, I have, you know, came in contact with some ruler great people. And, you know, there were some guys that have been undrafted before that has that's had successful careers. And that's went to small schools. And they were top picks. You know, some were not top picks. And they had really good years and everything like that. Don't ever give up on your dreams, guys. That's the most important thing in life. You know, if you have a goal or goals, do everything in your power to achieve them, man. And don't let anything hold you back. Don't let anybody tell you you can't do this because this, this, and this, this. No. Life is short, guys. At the end of the day, we're here to uplift each other. We're not here each other to tear each other down. <clears throat> you know, life's, life's a matter of uh, time. You know, we only have so much time on here better to use it wisely and and help lift each other up guys so thanks again for joining bu's perspective radio guys you guys have a fantastic fantastic rest of y'all's day and i hope this week goes really really well for each and every one of you guys have a great night guys take care and peace out